1: Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Right, Jenny, can we get going now, now, now? This child is asleep. We have a window of opportunity. Shush. Let's go. (laughs) How fast can we talk? (laughs) Might be a 10-minute episode, but we'll do it. your child why is he so good like this is the second time we've recorded and you've i, I was going to try and palm her off to kenny but um timing wise it's just we were like right we'll record at 11 but then she needed a feed and then by the time we recorded it's 12 and then he's off to work so how do you d-
0: do it with this dream child or is he just in a cardboard box on the floor no palmed off to his dad and he's downstairs with his dad every so time is, I'm is like... he sleeping or like fit like yeah he he no he doesn't sleep loads like he's awake now because he's seven weeks so he's awake and looking around and like it's really cute he's starting to try and talk like he'll just lay in his little bed going (laughs) which is really cute but um he's not loud he's not that loud um yeah for now i mean like it could change couldn't it? every day is different yes tomorrow it could all start but so far he's he's all he's all right yeah
1: that's good. Yeah. yeah, she's going through a particularly screamy stage. Um, <laughs> she was literally one second ago attached to my to my bosom, um, which is where she Aww. spends 98% of her day. Um, yeah, so, uh, but let's hope she just remains, <laughs> remains a bit quiet. Oh, there you go, making an appearance. Someone oh, wants to be on the
0: mic, don't they? Eden, back off, it's our show. Yeah, get your own podcast, for goodness sake. You're God. not old enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yes, hello, welcome to Two New Mums, which is... Exactly what we are. I'm currently multitasking, and I've got sick on my shoulder, so I feel like I'm such a I feel like such a mum right now.
0: Oh, the sick on the shoulders. It's it's. I thought that was just like a thing, you know, where people people like, oh, get ready to be covered in sick, and you're like, ha ha, not my journey. Yeah. And then every top I own is now stained with sick. Isn't it weird though? It, it's not like gross sick. It no. It smells
1: quite nice. It's like because it's just milk. the mm. Same with. I don't don't mean to be graphic, but the same with the nappies doesn't smell like, I mean, maybe this is just because it's early days and it's just milk, but it's not yeah. like gross. It's
0: it's almost like sweet.
1: Yes. It, the smell?
0: Like it's a bit nutty. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we having these oh, conversations? I never wanted to
1: be this person that talked about ch- child's toilet habits. So
0: let's get out of that. Can I just say, do you know what make, gives me the biggest joy in life right now? This is what I'm fixated on. Is when they do a big burp. I've never felt happiness like it. You know when you get them to do a big burp and you're like, yes! Yeah. Although Eden's
1: more partial to the other end, which is actually really,
0: which (laughs) is entertaining because
1: you could be having a really, like, rough day and they're screaming and then they do a massive trump and you're like, okay, that's funny. That's, you're funny. I'll give you that. That was good timing. I
0: enjoyed it. Well done. They're Um, like adult toots, aren't they?
1: (laughs) Yes, they really are. Like, sometimes I'm like, was that Eden or Kenny?
0: yeah honestly they sound the same and i've definitely blamed a few of mine on on the baby every time i mean that is another benefit of being a parent um so
1: ah, i think we've really set the bar for this episode which is what are you doing right now it's very stupid are you okay i think think that's some hiccups going off there loves a little hiccup does this look
0: at her little tiny hand yeah, really small. There she is. Sorry, you can't they're see it. just, it's a podcast. at this but, age. Yeah. My friend described them as a beanbag, and I think it's so accurate. <laughs> like you know, because they can't keep their heads up, and their bodies just fold when they sit up. Yeah, they're like a little beanbag.
1: Quite frightening, isn't it? But she's quite strong. So like, she is a beanbag, but she'll also like suddenly do a jolt, and then I'm like, she can. It's like
0: she's going to jump out my arms. Yeah, you have to really yeah. grab on
1: tight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah they what? can really like i have to lean bare forward to burp him just a little bit and sometimes he pushes mm. back like no yes oh. yes yeah uh-oh uh-oh we've
1: got a situation here okay no that's not what we want
0: attached to the nip let's get it on the other one just get dead fussy sometimes she want one and then you go nope the other one fine this is amazing to watch though amy you really are doing amazing i'm so hot <laughs> i'm like sweating i'm like just get on it constant
1: anyway um so yes welcome to this episode obviously last one we talked about uh jenny's birth story which Mm -hmm. didn't go according
0: to her birth plan neither did mine uh, yeah absolute mess but greatest moment of my life so (laughs) i can't wait to hear yours do you know what's funny is i was thinking
1: yesterday would i describe it as the best day of my life because that's what everyone says like oh the best day of my life when i'm a baby and part of me is like yes the moment she came into the world but also you know the best day of your life is something you want to relive again right no don't want to do you know that that i would reserve that day for like you know when i went to i don't know joshua tree in california or do you know what i mean like somewhere yeah (laughs) it was um i'm sat with a glass of rose i don't it was definitely that moment they hand you the baby is is like nothing beats that but as a day
0: prob's not thanks Yeah, um, best moment of my life, for yeah, sure. Yeah, not best and, day. And the high when they get put on your chest is something that I would love to bottle and relive every day of mm. my life. But yeah, as a day when, I wouldn't want, you know, best day of my life is not a day where I've got a tube like in my in me helping me wee. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. The best day of your life does not involve a catheter or, no.
1: <laughs> or several people having to touch your area that you don't know very well.
0: Um, so... Well, for some people that would be a good day. I don't or know. Or like uh, four hands inside your stomach. Oh like my that's... God. Wow, that's a visual. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: pretty wild. Um, mm. so yeah, so I guess I'll get cracking with, with mine. It's funny, isn't it? I've been chatting to I met up with some my antenatal girls yesterday and oh sharing birth stories, still brilliant. I love getting yeah.
0: theirs. Like, oh it's you you've really been through an experience. Yeah, it, I get now why, you know, when you're pregnant so everyone wants to tell you their birth story. And yes, you know, if someone's pregnant, you should maybe do it with a pinch of salt. Yes. But um, I get now why people want to do it because you've really done something that's um, unreal. It, uh, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, and even though mine, again, even though mine didn't go to plan, there, there are positives to take from it. So I don't want to scare anyone with it. Mm. I don't think it will. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll dumb it down. No, I won't. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, here's the first thing I want to say. Your due date, don't put that on social media like oh. I did. I did an actual post, Jenny, like, oh, today's the due date. Don't do that. Don't do that because... Oh, God. I, I mean, it's one thing with your family and friends knowing. That can be annoying enough when every single day after your due date, have you had your baby yet? No, yeah. I'll tell. I'll tell you <laughs> when I've had it. But when you put it on your social media, I mean... A hundred strangers a day asking, have you had your baby yet? Gets
0: a little tiring. Yeah. Um,
1: That was my (laughs) fault. Now I was was getting
0: messages for you, like, (sighs) because you weren't replying. I was then getting messages saying, Amy's definitely in labour, isn't she? Because she's not been (laughs) online. And I was like, Amy, why did you share your due date? What a plonker. There's my first piece of advice.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the problem was... Do you remember, I, I don't know if I even mentioned it, but I was like, I've just got a feeling she's going to be early. I finished work a day early. Yeah, so I think when it got to 10 days past my due date, I realised oh. she wasn't going to be early. <laughs> um.
0: Was it 10 days, Amy? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, oh. ten. That's, and that's when I went in to get induced. She was over two weeks and she actually wow. arrived. Yeah, wow. so, I mean, the first of all, on that waiting bit, it's really it's sort of torturous in that look yeah it's great that you've got time off work whatever but it is and everyone goes just relax just enjoy it oh shut up I'm so relaxed I've been sat on the sofa so much which I hate by the way I like relaxing when I've earned it you know you've had like busy weekend at work then I want to relax to relax every day no it's not for me so So, like for No, and as each day went by, I just, you know, I was walking the dog, yeah, I was going to garden centres. I just thought, after a few days, I can't relax anymore. I paint. I got a lot done, to be fair. I painted the garden wall, I painted a shed, I cleared a shed, um, I painted the window sills out the front.
0: All things that I just don't know if you should be doing that pregnant, by the way. Uh,
1: I was just, well, I was just like, I want to, I, I want to get this baby out. Yeah. And, you know, by being busy, I feel like I should be, doing that but yeah I got a lot of house jobs done which was good but it got to (laughs) and then you're like right do I want to get into oh by the way in this point as well I had three sweeps so did you have any you didn't have a sweep because obviously your baby came early Um... yeah no sweeps what's that like (laughs) I mean it's it's okay well it was interesting actually the first one was fine the second one was horrendous third one was okay yeah it's basically where they a midwife puts their hand in there and has a little wiggle around your cervix to try and get things going. Um, right. It's not too bad. It's fine. A bit like a sort of smear. But, yeah, one of them was really bad. But I don't know why. Maybe she was a bit more aggressive or what. But, yeah, one of them I thought, oh, I don't like that. So I had three mm. of those. I even had some – this is brilliant. They, I got this on the NHS. I went to an appointment where they did a sweep and they did, like, some acupressure, a bit of massage – Lovely with oils. I was like, This is amazing, but Mm. nada did nothing. Um, (laughs) and then it got to a point, it was like, Should we put you in for induction on day 10? And I said, Yeah. And it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because I know you can refuse it, and some people are like, Oh, just wait till she comes naturally. But Mm. for me, maybe next time, maybe I would go up to the two weeks next time. Good one if I was to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but for me, I was starting to get a bit worried, like, well, is she OK? And is my placenta OK? And the last thing I wanted to do was take any kind of risk. It was hard yeah. enough to get to this point. I thought, you know what? I want some help getting her out. That's fine. So <laughs> I went in on the Wednesday. And then there was the option to have to start the induction. There's a, a basically a pessary that they put in you, which is a hormone, which is meant to stimulate labor. Um, but I didn't like that. Really, because it had hormones in it, drugs in it, basically. Yeah. So there was another option, which isn't, doesn't seem to be available everywhere. It's a balloon catheter, which basically, it's exactly what it says. They insert a balloon into your cervix and then blow it up so that it expands your cervix. And then it stays right. there for 24 hours, right?
0: Is that as uncomfortable as it sounds?
1: Yeah, worse. Oh. <laughs> but the thing is, Jenny, I went on Google. And I was like, balloon catheter. And everyone was saying, oh, it's a bit like a smear test. And even right. in even in the write-up about it, it was like, yeah, you know, it's a good option because it's drug-free. And I liked that. Because in my yeah. head, I still wanted to have the birth center birth. I still wanted to have a water birth. I still envisage, well, I can go in, have the balloon catheter, go home. Maybe I'll, it'll trigger natural labor and I'll still have that whole experience. Um, which, by the way, with the birth center was quite funny. When I went to the hospital about a week before and said, oh, yeah, I want to go to the birth centre. They said, oh, well, that's been closed for a year. Oh, I was like, oh,
0: okay. Why did they not tell you that? I do not know. And, did you, um, didn't you have in your maybe book that I, that's how you wanted to give birth?
1: Yeah, but I, th- I don't think I'd even discussed it with them. I think I'd just put oh. it in my birth plan. I think that's the first time I told them. They were like, oh, it's not open. They said, well, actually, it has, they've been reopening it a bit over the last two weeks but it's dependent on midwives available, but it's only been open at like sporadically the odd day. And Uh, I was like, uh, probably rule that. So that kind of, so already I'm like, "Mm, okay, well maybe that's not going to be happening, fine. Mm. Um, I mean, throw into this as well, I forgot to add, I had a day where I thought that there was less movement um, and obviously was a bit paranoid in that sort of two weeks. She was overdue and I, I ended up, they said, just come in and get her checked and because i did that they then put me as a high risk pregnancy which meant i couldn't have a birth center
0: birth oh it was just all getting ridiculous and but then <sighs> yeah. when you went in with reduced movement that, that wasn't okay the there was nothing to worry about but no. they still put you as high risk yeah yeah what? what there's so much kind of <laughs> archaic stuff isn't there that i don't understand but what was even funny about that is then when i saw the
1: midwife i was like oh no i'm high risk and she went above and beyond to get me back to low risk so I could have a right. birth center birth for a birth center that's not even open Stop. I don't know what's happening it was it was in hindsight just ridiculous but this is just what this is the process up to the point of induction anyway so so then it came to induction day on the Wednesday and I went in and I thought I'll have this I, I couldn't decide between the balloon and the pessary Anyway, eventually I went for the balloon and they said, well, you're going to have to wait to go into the labour suite for that. Like, if it was the pessary, they could just do it on this ward I was in. But I was like, no, I was adamant I was having this bloody balloon. So I had to wait for like seven, eight hours to get onto the labour suite just to have that. Oh, oh god! And at this point, I thought I was going to be able to go home. So I had taken my hospital bag. For some reason, I hadn't taken like my headphones. I hadn't taken a book. So I'm just waiting around, like just on Instagram. Oh, it's just horrendous. Anyway eventually went through for this balloon catheter and it was about 11 p.m. at night and they were like do you want gas and air and i said well i don't am i going to need gas and air i thought it was like a smear test and they said don't be a hero yeah. <laughs> that made me go okay oh, yeah <laughs> i'll have it okay and good job i did cuz it wasn't a very pleasant experience it was not like a smear test it oh. was kind of what you and to be honest cuz i had so much gas and air it wasn't that bad because
0: I was high as a kite. Gas and air is amazing. Did you have any gas and air? I
1: think you bypassed uh, no. it, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I'm oh, gutted I Jenny, didn't have any gas up. and air because with the C-section, I didn't need it. But I was really looking forward to it.
1: Get pregs again just to experience it. She went to me, um, <laughs> she did this catheter and she went, how are you feeling? I went, and I, I was so high. I went, I feel like I'm on another planet. I'm great. <laughs> oh God. Get it in me. Go on, it was amazing so yeah I mean the actual procedure yeah do that with gas and air if you are going to go for it but what no one tells you about is balloon catheter is it goes in and then you have two massive tubes about 20 centimeters long just hanging out of you which is horrifically <laughs> uncomfortable and you're just worried about the whole time that stays in for 24 hours so then that was another and then I went to bed and then it just had the most horrendous pain like period pain like the worst kind of period pain but also started contractions oh. but a, really sporadically I was like oh this is a contraction um right. and I realized they're painful but they were sort of every 15 minutes so it was totally bearable but it was just like well okay it's kick-started that then I've got another 24 I had another 24 hours in hospital because that's how long it has to stay in so I was just it's just the waiting horrific I'm just on a that's ward. it nothing to do like Kenny can't stay there the whole time you know i'm just sort of sat outside going for walks
0: oh it's just grim um cuz you had you say like you had two tubes coming out of mm. you did you have um what do you call it a catheter
1: no uh no no it wasn't a catheter just these two tubes so you could still go to, they were like you can still go to the loo and have a shower and i was like yeah but not with ease it's horrible yeah Yes. Yeah. Like I've got two bloody plastic tubes hanging. It was really odd. Um, and, and I don't, yeah, I wouldn't recommend anyone doing that. Anyway, yeah. so 24 hours later, we're now on Thursday night. I was like, oh, here we go. I bet I've dilated loads. I'm going to be ready for labor. They had a look. They went, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> no progress. I was two centimeters before and I was two centimeters 24 hours later after this horrible oh, balloon. No. I was like, cool, so that's not worked. And I just... I was lucky they said it because I was going to I was about to say I can't have anything else at the moment because that's actually that wore me down a bit like mentally and physically. I was like, you know, it's sort of started semi contractions and I just feel like crap. Um, So they said, let's stay. It was late at night. They said, stay in overnight. Let's see where you're at in the morning so thank god they took the stupid thing out and then in the morning they had a look and this is friday morning at 10 a.m and they went oh you're 2.5 centimeters dilated which okay. actually means that's enough to break your waters <laughs> so it's right. all going to be a fully induced birth at this point and i thought right okay and I, at this point i've sort of let go of ideas of anything particularly natural well you know not natural but yeah the sort of the birth centers
0: written out at this point <laughs> The birth center was never on your card. It was never really was an option.
1: So um, so it's 10 Why a.m. Why are you
0: still at that point thinking about the birth center? Let <laughs> it
1: go. They won't even let you in. It's not even open. It doesn't exist. Dear screaming. Yeah, so it's 10 a.m. And they're like, you can go through to the labor suite. And I just, by this point, I've been in since Wednesday. I'm like, let's get in there. Let's get it done. Like pump me with the drugs. Whatever needs yes. to be done, let's do it. Right. I was at that point. Contractions were sort of every 10 minutes. They were getting quite painful. I was like, great. Now, this is the slight issue with the NHS, and it's not their fault. The staff, the midwives, amazing. Mm-hmm. But there is a shortage of midwives. Mm. Jenny, I didn't get onto the Labour Suite till midnight that oh night. Oh my oh my gosh. So at this point, because I'm only two points basically, nothing's progressing really. The contractions weren't progressing. They started to get up to every five minutes. Right. Um, and bearing in mind, in this point, I've had loads of people looking at my cervix. I'm, I'm I am mentally, I'm a bit broken. You know, yeah, all course. your hypnobirthic like everything is starting to. It, it's a struggle. Yeah. Um, and the contractions are getting more and more painful. They're now every five minutes apart. But sort of by the afternoon, they were sort of every five minutes apart. And I thought, well, I'm making progress, but I'm not dilating, and my waters haven't broken, and I've not had the mucus plug, and all this stuff you're meant to have right. is not happening. But I'm getting contractions, so it was just. Yeah, it was pretty grim. And pain relief, because all the pain relief you want is on the labor suite, which I'm unable to go to because there's no space. So I'm just on this ward with paracetamol and codeine.
0: Oh my gosh. They said
1: I could have pethidine, but that can slow things down and also means you probably can't have an epidural. So I was like, no, I won't have that. The one saving grace is when they'd come through to do another sweeper investigation or whatever, the midwife said, do you want gas and air? Because you've had a lot of like investigations and i could tell you're tired and i was like yeah actually and when she went i went can you leave the gas and air because my contractions are getting quite painful and she went we're not meant to but i'll just pretend you i'll just forget and leave it here what so an she, angel she, what a fucking angel she left that gas and air and that i i realized here's a tip on gas and air i was just doing it every now and again i was like this is quite good when it got to like 4 p.m I was, uh, contractions every five minutes and they were strong and I was struggling. I suddenly mm. realized I need to be toking on this nonstop. Oh my God. And I literally, so before that, I'd, oh, oh, another thing they offered, they were like, you can have a bath. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, let's give it a go to help with the pain. I went into the bath and I'll be honest, this day on the friday when i'm just having contractions there's no pain relief and i'm just not getting anywhere mentally i was i was really struggling Mm -hmm. and that's when i started like hypnobirthing i was like if i'm being completely honest i thought what a joke that's doing what how is that going to help me through this that's an i was like you con artists this is this is oh breathe in breathe out shut up give me (laughs) drugs this is mental That doesn't work. Ha- and, and all that positive birthing Instagrams of followers like, you are full of crap. I cannot breathe through this. This is horrendous. Now, please bear in mind, this isn't a normal labor now. Like this no. has been medically induced. It's not, this is where, but, but when I went in that bath and I was in pain, I did use hypnobirthing to get myself in a zone because I had no proper pain relief and it did work. And I was lying on the side in a bath, no joke, for three hours. And I was just breathing in and out. It was a hard, it wasn't, this wasn't like a nice bath suite. This was a tiny NHS white, like tiled bathroom. It was just, Kenny was sat on the floor listening to a podcast. He couldn't do anything. I was just in a zone and I was on my side, just lying in the bath, just breathing. I just had to keep topping up the bath. I got myself into some kind of zone and that did help for a while. So right. that was three hours. <laughs> then we come to the evening. That's when I get heavy on the gas and air. That really worked. I was sending videos to my friends like, I'm in labor, look at me. Absolutely <laughs> high as a kite.
0: Yes, I got some great videos <laughs> of Oh me. yes, I
1: did I did video you. Yeah, send sent you a video, yeah. At that point, I was okay. And this is where it's all a mental battle. Like if you're having a normal-ish labor or a shortish, it's like Kenny was saying to me, if you'd come into the hospital this Friday morning and you were just doing a normal labor now on gas and air, you'd probably be all right. You probably wouldn't, you know, this would probably be fine. But I've been in since Wednesday. I've had like 12 hands up me. I've had people fiddling with my cervix. I've triggered um, contractions, which probably aren't natural. So they're a bit more aggressive. So it's just, yeah. So by like 9pm, my mental, like the gas and air, like my, you know, I got into a good mental space. It broke again. I just thought I can't handle it. And at this point I was in tears. I was saying to the oh. midwives, please get me through to the labor suite. I just need to, I need pain relief. I need, I know I'm going to have to go on the oxytocin drip. So I know I need, I want an epidural because my friend had told me, if you're having a drip, get the epidural ASAP. Right. So I, I, I know now, it's funny how I, <laughs> I went from the birth center, drug free birth to, all oh, give me all the drugs that you have yep. at once, please. Yes um but yeah but then it wasn't until 11 it was like about 11 30 a midwife midwife popped her head through and went we're gonna take you through in 10 minutes to the labor suite and I just c- cried in relief I was like oh my god and do yeah. you know what when they wheeled me through there it was unbelievable when I got into the suite I don't know if this was well I think it was because it was written in my birth plan because a friend from antenatal I saw yesterday had um a birth at the same hospital and she didn't have this so make sure you put it in your birth plan that you want obviously I'd put birth center low lighting twinkly lights <laughs> Jenny when I walked into that suite I don't I'll post a picture it was like heaven it was a, a, you know a lovely room to yourself yeah a big chair for Kenny this chi- sort of you know bed for me low lighting there were like twinkly lights on the ceiling so it looked like yeah. space it was that oh I just changed like that it was incredible. And the oh. team were ah oh, they were they were just absolute legends. All female team. So I met so they all come in. It was like the midwife, anaesthetist, the doctor, another midwife. There's about four or five of them. They all came in, and introduced themselves. All women, all mm-hmm. absolute bosses. And um, I just I just felt in such great hands. I just thought brilliant. Yeah. Talk talk to me through the pain relief. Do you want an epidural? Have 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 a bit. Of, we'll break your waters now. Um have a think about an epidural talk me through it I was like don't need to think about it Asap, please <laughs> the contractions were so strong and so painful at this point but because they'd only been five minutes apart this is the other thing on the ward mm. all these women were coming and going like six women came and went in the time I was in there one because yeah. they had the hormone pessary so that's quicker and clearly more effective than the bloody balloon yeah. um And also their contractions were closer together. So people, a woman had come in, she'd be in there an hour and she'd get prioritized in the labor suite ahead of me because her contractions were shorter,
0: which was so
1: horrific.
0: Yeah, that is, that really is when you've gone through what you've gone through. So
1: yeah, they broke my waters before the epidural, didn't feel it, fine. That all went to plan. And then they said, well, do your epidural. And when that went in, oh my God, it was (laughs) like the, that, That was potentially one of the best moments of my life. Possibly better than the the moment she arrived. I've never known relief like it. Really? I just don't know. I don't know if I've got a low pain threshold. I don't know if it's because I had such a lengthy labor and induction or whatever. But the contractions to me were unbearable at that point. Mm -hmm. I don't, if you have a pain free, uh, a drug free, you know, birth, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. It might be because of what I've said before, but. I just, I almost don't know why every woman just doesn't have an epidural as standard.
0: I love that you say this, especially as someone that planned to not, because I think sometimes these drugs get a bad rep. And I I, I understand that you want to do it drug-free. I was the same as you, Amy, and ended up having all the drugs with a C-section. But I think- you know sometimes you see people they'll go oh my baby arrived there'll be a post on Facebook I did it on just paracetamol and it's a bit like that's great that's absolutely amazing but it doesn't matter you're an if idiot you do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> why didn't you uh, have the drugs it's awful yeah. without drugs yeah it, I j- it really I, doesn't matter how the baby
1: comes like you have what you want to have I don't know why I even put on my birth plan no epidural I don't want an epidural why where have I got that from
0: yeah. Why am I trying? I would, it's
1: it's like when the midwife went with the b- balloon thing. She went, don't don't be a hero. No one mm-hmm. need. No one's going to be impressed. Like I was like, God, you're so right. I don't yeah. know what. Look, we all. I, I don't know. I suppose there's something earth mothery about. Oh, a natural birth. Yeah. And I think you know what? If you, my friend's about to have her third home birth, and she's just only ever had gas and air. Great. Mm. And if that works for you, and you can get through that, brilliant. But if things this is my takeaway from it. If anything's not quite going to plan and you are in pain, get an epidural. Yeah. And it's also nothing like expected. I thought it numbed you from the waist down. Not at all. It just numbs your pelvis area and you still feel the contractions, but you just feel a pressure. You don't feel the pain. Right. And there's a huge difference. So for a start, you can still feel your legs. You, probably, you can't probably walk because it's mm. sort of numb from the sort of top of your thighs. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's all very localized. So yeah. And also you've got like a little clicker next to you. So they only put a small amount in. And if you want to administer more, you just press the button. It'll only ever allow you to have the maximum amount you can have, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't think I even pressed it that much. Yeah. So it basically starts wearing off. And um, oh, when it went in, it was just magical. I just thought, thank you. You know, it's like if you broke your arm and the paramedic Mm. comes out and you suddenly get morphine, you're going to be like, oh. What, why do we, I don't understand why, yeah, there is this massive focus on don't get an epidural. It yeah. was, <laughs> I didn't feel the needle go in, like, and I
0: can't remember anyway, but, oh, it was magnificent. I think that's what a lot of people worry about with stuff like that is the needle in the back just seems severe. And you hear horror stories that I think are really old now. Yeah. Like, things are very different these days, but actually you didn't feel it. That's amazing. Didn't feel it. Well, they, they put a local anaesthetic in first, so you don't feel the big... Yeah. um
1: the big one um so i yeah fine absolutely fine and trust me i'd rather take that a, a small needle over a contraction any day so <laughs> so that went in and then she basically went right because i was still only a few centimeters dilated she went basically just relax now and, and the drip i was hooked up to the drip i didn't even notice that i think i had a catheter in my hand yeah i must have done yeah i would have done but you just again you just sort of don't know you know things yeah. like that that you kind of make you quiver a bit before the child you just don't give a shit
0: you just it's do. so it. weird
1: you're just like yeah. yeah great she went just relax now and jenny we had our playlist on and we just napped for five hours
0: oh how nice and because got was God, so the best snap of your life
1: i bet ah, and you could just feel your body you know you're hooked up and everything they're, they're, they're monitoring you the whole time your heart rate your contractions everything and the next thing I knew, I was just dozing for the next five hours. And then she woke me up about 5.30am. She went, right, I'll have a look. And she went, right, you're 10 centimetres dilated. You're ready to push. <gasps> oh, my God. That's giving it me make, chills. It makes me well up thinking about it because I was just so happy. I just thought it it had been so lengthy. And you just think I'm never going to get to that 10 centimeter. i I'm never going to get to that point. Like, how are they going to oh. get to that I just thought I bet I'll end up having a C-section or something. I just couldn't believe yeah. it. Oh. And, um... I thought brilliant she went we'll give it um she went I'll get everything ready we'll give it an hour and then let's get going I just couldn't believe it and um yeah and so then when we (laughs) started pushing so my legs at this point up in massive stirrups you sort of sat up a bit and obviously you don't have much feeling your legs are up in stirrups now my epidural I'd noticed because I've been asleep it started to wear off and I said I can feel the contractions quite strong now and my midwife said, well, to be honest, that's probably not a bad thing. I said, shall I administer some more? And she went, I probably wouldn't because it's probably better to have a bit of feeling. And I thought, okay. And then 15 minutes later, I got the worst contraction. And I said to Kenny, that was horrendous. He went, just have some more. I went, yeah, you're right. Gave yeah. myself more of the epidural. And I regret that. The reason being oh. is <laughs> when she went, ready, push, you go to push and I'm, I can't feel anything. Oh my so I'm like, I don't know if I'm pu- Am I pushing? So, you feel like you're pushing with the top half of your body. So, you're pushing with all your might, but I just said, I don't, am I doing anything? And she was going, Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So, she looks at the contractions coming up on the screen. She's like, Ready, contractions coming, go. And you have to push, but it's the most bizarre feeling because you're pushing as hard as you ever have it in your life. Yeah. Um, but you can't feel it. So, I just didn't feel I was doing anything and I was getting really frustrated and I was really cross with myself for having more of the epidural (laughs) because actually if I'd felt it more, it probably would have felt like I could, I knew what was doing Mm -hmm. anyway. I thought naively "Ah, I'll be like three pushes and she'll be out. It was an hour, but I didn't realize it was an hour. And at this point, I felt like I had no leverage. So they said to Kenny, can you get up, grab one of her legs? And he was literally pushing back on one of my legs. It was so physical and so primal. <laughs> was wow. Hilarious. And he was, I was like, push harder back on my leg, Kenny, push harder. He was pushing. He saw everything. Like he can't unsee what he saw. Oh, um, <laughs> and I was pushing guy. and it was just, I felt like my head was exploding like it wasn't painful it was just hard it was like doing a workout I just couldn't believe like how physical it was I felt like every blood vessel was gonna pop every muscle I felt like I pulled every muscle in my body it was insane anyway got to the hour and she went look the heads I can see the head she went I can see the head there's hair
0: I just thought that was
1: really funny she said do you (laughs) want to touch it I was like what so I like touched the head it was so (laughs) odd I just heard Kenny going oh my god because he could just see a head coming out of me. But she said, obviously, this is the bit, you need to get the head out. And it was at an hour. And I don't know if that's their sort of cut. She said, look, the heart rate's starting to slow. You're getting tired. Mm -hmm. If you don't get her out in the next couple of pushes, we're going to have to do an episiotomy, which is where they cut you. And I was like, and here's the other thing. That was always my absolute worst nightmare. You don't give a shit. I was like, don't care. Fine. Just get her out. It's fine. Can't feel anything anyway. But it was Mm -hmm. quite funny because for Kenny he obviously wasn't <laughs> on any pain relief and he saw the scissors and he started Ooh. to go a bit lightheaded he just thought oh my god I'm about to see them cut you open which oh, it was him. worse for him than it was for me anyway and I thought oh, I really don't I don't want to have, I don't care but I don't want to have that ideally yeah so somehow in the next couple of pushes I managed to get her out and before I knew I just heard them go 7:40 a.m. And they called it, you know, like like they do oh. in films when they call a death. And um, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I suddenly realized she was out. I sort of felt it a bit, but then they lifted her up and just put her straight on me. And I was like, oh, oh. and that was just, oh my God. I, it Like it's so, that feeling is so inexplicable. Mm-hmm. And I was getting, an, so she put, put her straight on me and I was just like, oh my God. And I was just staring at her a bit because she was so close to me. I sort of couldn't see her face and I was getting annoyed. I was like, I want to see her face and um it was just unbelievable so i managed to get her out just in time i had a tear but again didn't feel it didn't care Had stitches, didn't feel it, didn't notice, this. Um, and it was absolutely fine. And then she was here and it was just, it was oh. just incredible. And do you know what's so amazing looking back as well? My midwife, you sort of don't realise it's just, it was just me, Kenny and the midwife
0: the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Just
1: the three of us. And she was an absolute boss. I'm so annoyed. I can't remember her name, but I was high as a kite. Uh, <laughs> but she, she just managed everything. And like, mm. I know that sounds ridiculous, but you kind of think there'll be a load of people there, but she just did, oh, she was amazing. And she, I think she, we guessed her age, we'd say about 26. Wow. Oh my god. And gosh. She, she had the authority and the kind of confidence she had. You know, you always think, ah, oh, midwife, it will be like a mumsy figure or will be like your mum or your grandma. I don't know. You just kind of get that. She was like a young doctor who was just like top of the game. She was just magnificent. And I was so impressed. And, um, like her, the motivation, she was like, come on, Amy, you've got, you've, you can do this and push, push, and you got to push. Like she was just so, it must be exhausting for her.
0: Yeah. Cause she's yeah, I-
1: doing that for an hour and I could see she was getting frustrated cause the baby still wasn't out yet. And we didn't want to
0: get to an episiotomy and, um, oh, yeah, it was, I just... remember thinking with the midwives cause they treat you so amazing and they are and you're like looking, they can see the whites of your eyes as you're looking at them hanging on their every word, aren't you really? And you're yeah. so, like I remember leaning into mine when I was getting ready for my C-section and she just kept whispering stuff in my ear. And if it weren't for that woman. And I remember thinking, you do this for every person giving birth. Like we all have bad days at work, don't we? Where we don't really give it 100% yeah. because we're having a bad day or we're feeling sorry for ourselves. They, they really can't and they don't. It's mm. just, they do that for every single person it's unbelievable isn't it and I just
1: um I I just couldn't believe it and suddenly and what's really so Kenny's got a load of pictures I'll see if there's one that is okay to post but <laughs> I'm holding the baby but my legs stayed in stirrups for about I mean they were sewing me up oh. <laughs> hilarious for about 20 minutes and what's really funny uh, you know I did not I didn't feel it I didn't they kept saying oh I'm gonna give you an injection I was like I don't even need it because I'm not because the epidural don't worry about yeah. it but Anyway, this woman was stitching me up and and then suddenly there were three women there and I was a bit preoccupied because I had the baby on me and I suddenly realised there were three midwives stitching me up and what it was, the midwife who was doing it was clearly a (laughs) a trainee because she was going, well, I think for ages they couldn't, I think there was a slight panic but I didn't know it's because I had the baby on me because there was quite a bit of bleeding and they couldn't find where it was from and they didn't know if it was coming from like the uterus or it turns out it was just a tear. But I could see them looking a bit panicked, but it's weird how all that stuff, if you'd have told me that's how my birth was going to be, I would freak out. But I just want to reassure people. You just, Mm. it's fine. You don't notice it. Again, all thanks to
0: the epidural. Um, (laughs) But but I think it's like you say when things scare you, you just of course you're scared and I think thinking about things is scarier than actually having them it's the, it's the yeah. build up isn't it it's the waiting like you say and yeah someone who would faint having their blood taken you're then having like cannulas in your hands and stuff yeah. you don't really notice
1: no it's bizarre and um, the, the whole yeah so this midwife was stitching me up yeah and, and I could hear again. well shall I do a bit here I was thinking I'll do this and I said Kenny I felt like it took a really long time he said yeah she was a trainee and there was two other midwives like either side <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, bloody hell, that is so, so surreal. Anyway, and then they, what was so weird, so the epidural obviously has to wear off. And they, I said, just out of interest, when, how long do I stay in hospital? Think it might be a couple of days because I had an epidural. I gave birth to her Saturday morning, 7.40 a.m. They went, this afternoon, you can go home. <gasps> what? <laughs> I freaked me out. I just thought, okay. Anyway, so they like kind of got me, Sorted and then they took me up to the post-recovery ward. They got me out of the suite, and then I was just up there. And then Kenny had to go home, pretty much, sort the dog and stuff. But and then it was just me and Harold, and it was lovely. But I I was just in an absolute state of sort of delirium, and just Mm. you just can't believe you've got this little creature on you. It's so um, it's amazing, but it's so weird.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. I think with everything you've gone through, did you feel like when she was on you, and you have that moment where it's just you and her? You're almost like, I didn't actually think you'd come. And, no. then when, and then it's like I remember my friend saying to me because you fixate so much on the birth she was like the birth is just such a small part of it and then when they're there it's almost like that's so in the past isn't it no matter what you know scars and healing you've got to do afterwards again we just get on with that we're women we're great yeah. um, but you are just like as if you're here <laughs> so odd It's.
1: The, I, I, I would stay the night also you've got the midwives on hand and I was so glad I did I mean for start what was quite funny in the day because she was just sleeping because they kind of do at first yeah and feeding just feeding sleeping feeding sleeping and she was going to sleep next to me great and um i thought this is brilliant and so i was on my phone i was on whatsapp i was texting on my family and friends whatever instagram because i just was sitting in a bed i didn't even Mm -hmm. think to sleep like bearing in mind i've barely slept the last three or four nights and then um and then the evening came and she was a different creature and she was just screaming and i was like (laughs) what what the hell is this i kept saying to the midwife, what's wrong with the baby and she went she's a baby <laughs> but, I, but i was so confused because she was so placid during the day but this is the whole day night thing which no mm. one tells you about that mm-hmm. they're nocturnal so they come alive at night at first that changed after a week i think yeah with eden um but yeah i was not prepared for that so then i was up all day and then all night it was so weird And also during that time, she was sick and there was some blood in her sick and it freaked me out, obviously. And I said to the midwife, what's this? And she looked freaked out, which was horrible. She called the doctor and there were three pediatricians there within minutes, three, which I was so scared.
0: But again,
1: thank God I stayed overnight because imagine if I'd gone home, turns out it was absolutely fine. It was nothing to worry about. But that... Yeah, that would have been horrible at home. So I would, yeah, God, going home after, you know, when my mum had babies, she stayed in for 10 days. Yeah. And they learnt how to bathe them and how to feed them and how to do everything and just help with the nights so you can recover from your labour. I think that's the biggest, most shocking thing is, you're right, you go through your birth and no matter what kind, even if you have a great birth, you're exhausted. Yeah. And then you have to look after a baby. And no matter how much help you get from your other half, you're the one that's feeding or whatever you know generally and you've been through the labor oh man that was a shock to the system so I think I went home the next morning and it was just so weird you're suddenly at home with this baby but yeah about 24 hours later was when I had a wobble and was just I was just delirious with like
0: exhaustion yeah Um, and then I managed you're you're coming off the drugs as well did you feel like you had any of that did you go through any of that
1: well, I didn't realize, I didn't even, this is another thing you don't think about is recovery. I had no mm. idea what my body was, well, what my birth would be like, or what, even if you have a totally, you know, natural birth, that all goes to plan. I mean, yeah, coming off the drugs was one thing. I just felt weird and a bit drowsy. My, I'll be honest, it's cleared up now, but I was worried. My, The one thing after the epidural, <laughs> part of my foot was numb for uh, about two weeks and my left oh. leg kept getting like tingles and stuff. Which right. street, which was a bit worrying, but it is apparently totally normal. It's just like temporary nerve damage. It's gone now, um, right? Good. But that worried me. But then also the pain. I didn't even think mm. about my whole area just being <laughs> in pain and the bleeding, and obviously yeah. I've got stitches. Um, you know, standing up and sitting down was mega painful for the first few days. I mean, you get on with it because you, you you can load up on. Ibuprofen and painkiller and uh, yeah. paracetamol, and that does help. But you just forget that you're in recovery and you're looking after this baby.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, a C-section is a whole other ball game as well. You've got that recovery.
0: Yeah, it's um, it- yeah. And not just like the physical, like for me, it was the worry as well. Like every time there's blood, it's normal to bleed, but I worry about a hemorrhage or something. So I'm yeah. checking my blood all the time, mm. and then like if like I had the blood pressure going up all the time, and it's the, it's just so much. Mm. Yeah,
1: it's a lot, and um, you know the thing is, uh, you know we don't want to worry people, but you just you, you you just deal with it. You just do, yeah. don't you? You just yeah. And and I'm sat here now, and she's four weeks on Saturday. And I feel completely different. You know, I feel, I feel pretty much healed and I'm still bleeding a bit, but that can last. It's only like on and off that can last mm-hmm. for up to six weeks, apparently. So I'm not worried about that. Um, yeah. And also I, like, I spoke to my friend who, who the friend who I said, who's about to have her third home birth. She's also a personal trainer. And I said, I really want to start doing yoga because I feel like my body hurts I'd and, you know, swimming and things like that just to feel a bit normal. And and, and I did like one yoga session and my body didn't feel right. And she went, just wait, just wait Mm. for six weeks because you'll probably pull something and then it's going to delay your recovery. Your body is recovering so much internally. Don't, just don't bother. Just Mm. go for walks with your dog. That's fine. So take the pressure off yourself as well. You know, don't, you see celebrities who, (laughs) uh, I won't say who they are but I saw a celebrity like Daily Mail online who'd had a baby about 3 days ago and she was like in central London in an outfit and I just thought mm. why is that even your look no, you don't want to be a judgy mum but I am but <laughs> but all I thought <laughs> was is you you must be internally you might look great externally because you you've got that kind of physique whatever but like you you're probably bleeding heavily and you're probably I, know, I don't mean to be graphic but isn't it wild that you know maybe she's not but there must be some pain yeah. And also
0: you just give yourself a break. That's why I hate this whole like bounce back culture as well. Like, oh. I, I, absolutely. When when you've had a baby, you may not feel like yourself and you want to get your old body back. And I definitely struggled with being pregnant because I didn't feel like myself with a bump. I know a lot of people love it. I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, and I get that, and like you and I, Amy, we like to exercise for our mental health as well, not just for like your physical appearance. But That's that it. whole bounce back, I just hate the saying because it's like it's not going to bounce back. It certainly shouldn't bounce back, and you definitely shouldn't feel bad. I remember, like, it's, I just went past six weeks, and I looked at my body in the shower, and it's not really changed at all since I gave birth. I've not lost any weight. I've probably gained a bit of weight because it's hard to do any movement after a C section and I and I felt bad. I was like, but it's been six weeks. Maybe I should have made progress now because of the bounce back. And I thought, no, no. Yeah. Do you know what? I've Is kept it... my child healthy for oh, six weeks. God, that's what's don't... important.
1: I can't even believe that's a thought. Look, I know it's it's a you know, you can be body conscious. And I, I've yeah, I look at my body, it looks different, but I'm not bothered at this point. I mean it's no. four weeks. And also to me I just wanted to go like swimming or do something. It was more like you say, I exercise for mental health. Mm. And just, I, I ache, like I, I'm used to stretching a lot. So my body just, it's not about how I look. It's just about, yeah, for my head, but yeah, it's not worth it. Like just, you, I think the problem, I got to like three weeks and I thought, oh, my body feels normal again. That was the problem. And mm. I thought, oh, I'll maybe do some yoga and I'll try and do, cause I feel, but you're not normal yet. You know, no, your body's that's still, you know, and i like, boobs, my God. Like, you know, I wake up like before she has a feed, when she's ready, she, they will be three sizes bigger. they're not my boobs what are they and then she feeds and they go down but it is weird you know and you've just got all this to deal with it but it's it is all it is all manageable it's just you just got to take one day at a time and like even when i think of the difference at four weeks to two weeks is massive so it's all yeah and everyone says oh it gets better and
0: and it does but you sort of don't notice it if that makes sense that's it that's it it's the biggest test of patience having healing and having the baby Well, you'll learn patience like you've never learned. Yeah. I mean, people say, oh, you know, there's a baby bubble. Yeah, there is, because you are just, like, mesmerized. But
1: it is also, oh, my God, the hard, like, the most intense endurance you'll, you know, Mm. probably experience. Um, Yeah. But amazing. Yeah. It's mad. It is mad. And at the moment, you know, we'll go into this in another episode, but at the moment, yeah, it's like one day she's an absolute dream and the next can be horrific, like, just depending on she's got bad reflux or whatever. You know, it's just... But it's, um, it is a wild ride, but oh my God. I mean, she's just started smiling and laughing and it's unbearably cute. Like I can't, I can't handle it. The best best example so far of parenting, I'll end on this, is I woke up the other morning and um, like Kenny's already been to camp to the spare bed, but he comes and gets in bed with us in the morning and it was just me, it was just all of us in bed. And then Peggy came up and curled up at Eden's feet and the sun was out, and it was like eight in the morning. And I, I lay there, and I kid you not, I just thought this is the happiest moment of my entire life. I've never been. I've, this is this is all I've ever wanted. This is it. This moment. I. This is the mo. This would be the best. You know, best day of my life. That's the best day of my life. That morning. Aww. That afternoon. Worst afternoon of my life. Like she went nuts, <laughs> and screamed nonstop. So it's just, and I felt like that really summed up parenting at the moment for me. Is just. You'll have those moments, like the inexplicable highs and then like yep. the nervous breakdown lows. And Within then it's an so hour. weird. like she... Yeah. There was a moment I messaged Kenny. I was downstairs and the screaming and feeding was nonstop. And I said, you've got to come help me. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm I'm, I'm about to cry. And he took her off me. And then 10 minutes later, he brought it back down. And I just thought, this is great. This is lovely. What, what was I worried about? Yeah. It's so... Yeah
0: wild (laughs) yeah um what was um what was peggy like with her when you brought her home how was that because i know you were so excited for that moment jenny she was magnificent (laughs) she was so sweet we brought her in that i was more excited about that than anything on
1: earth and she she was excited to see us and then she just sniffed her and sort of kept her distance and then kenny sat down sat down with eden and then she's she just sat on kenny's lap next Mm -hmm. to her and since then She'll just always respectfully keep a distance, she, but she if if Eden's crying, she comes and looks at me as if to say, "Is she okay?"
0: Aww.
1: And like if we go into the into like Eden's room to change her, she'll come and just sit in the corner and watch. <laughs> she's protecting like, – I feel like she's protecting her at all time. Like, it's so cute. It's so cute. I mean, I'd still never leave them alone in a room. It's still a dog yeah. and a baby. Yeah. Um, you never know what she's actually thinking but so far and she'll just come and cuddle up on her but she won't like she licks me and Kenny profusely Peggy does but she doesn't <laughs> lick Eden
0: it's like oh. she know. I don't. how do they know I don't know but they do they're just amazing are yours like that Yeah, they've gotten a little bit more comfortable now where like if they're (laughs) a bit excited and running around, they'll like run up to me and lick me and then they'll lick bear. And (laughs) before they were waiting for me to let them lick bear, and now they're kind of like, I think because he's chunky now, they're like, yeah, but yeah, generally, oh my gosh. Yeah, they know and they, when he's crying, they, they sit by wherever he is. Like they'll sit by my feet while I feed him. One sits on by the right foot one sits by the left foot while I feed oh. him because feeding can take forever and they just yeah. wait there it's lovely it's just magnificent
1: isn't it so yeah no matter what you know if you're worried don't worry about birth I, I, I you know these are the moments that are just so incredible but I do think you know I, I, I wouldn't give any advice to a birth anymore I just still I'd still recommend hitting hypnobirthing wouldn't you and, and, and positive birth stories are great the only thing I think we didn't do and I said this to you didn't I the other week is we didn't even consider not having, mm. well, not even just a positive birth or the birth that we wanted. I, d- I think I probably thought, well, it might not go to plan, but I hadn't really thought about it. So yeah. when it happened, I don't think I was quite, I was, I, mentally it broke me a little bit. Yes. And I do think maybe, it definitely have a birth plan, but but then part of me is like, eh, I don't know. I just think, I, 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 yeah, it broke me a bit that one, I was having to get induced then I had that, when I had that balloon thing and it didn't, it wasn't as I expected, that mentally broke me a little bit. And I just thought, oh, this this is really awful. And then yeah. all the waiting. And it, it, that, that was the only thing is I didn't, because I'd only followed positive births. I felt a bit annoyed at them. Did you? Yeah. Like I felt, I think I had too much time on my hands, but I just thought, oh, all these women having these like perfect induction, even the induction, I looked at positive induction stories and I just thought, mm. I don't feel like I'm having, I, I was annoyed at them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only thing is maybe prepare that if it does go wrong, it doesn't matter, it's fine, just get yeah. pain relief and and you honestly will be fine, like you don't need it's it's really you will be well taken care of, yeah, but maybe just prepare and don't you know i me being all no epidural, just why you know? yeah, I'm
0: so glad you did it, and it was so right for you and I think that's what the planning needs to be, like not so. I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. I'm gonna have it here and like this. I think the planning yeah. needs to be, know every eventuality and what this means. If they offer you the oxytocin drip, maybe know what that means and what that's yeah. gonna to do to you. If they offer you a C-section, maybe understand what's gonna be involved and what the recovery is gonna be like. That's why I was able to choose between my induction and my C-section, because I knew for me, a C-section was better. You knew for you, an yeah. induction was better. And I think that's what it is. Just don't go in blind, but also, like, don't hold yourself to any standards that you've set because they give, they put the word positive before these birth stories. A positive birth is just one where you get your baby. And, you know, like you say, that moment where she's put on your chest and that's that that moment that you'll remember forever. It doesn't matter about anything that happened before. It's still positive, I think. So true. I I would, I kind of thought the first
1: half of my birth was. Do you know what? It was just more frustrating. It was the waiting. But the second half, mm. like when I got in that labor suite, so positive, all positive. Yeah. And that was because of an epidural and because of an amazing midwife. And do you know what's weird is you go through it, you know, and Kenny saw a lot like, he just said, I couldn't believe the amount of stuff that came out. Yeah, well, I won't go into Aww. it. But he was just like, oh my God. But then we find ourselves watching like midwife programs and birth, yeah. birth which I, I think I wasn't interested in when I was pregnant. If anything, they scared me a bit. Um, but now I'm just fascinated by every birth. I'm just
0: saying. And, and I can't believe that he's invested as well. Like we'll both watch it. i will oh, show you like what you're amazing. made of and how you can like adapt and overcome with everything you had to go through. Well, I realize um, I've got no mental strength. I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Because I was in there for a few
1: days. And this is why I don't run marathons is because I'm not very patient and I'm not very mentally strong. And that's fine. Give yeah, well, me we, drugs. But you are mentally strong. And I think making those decisions no, is No, I was only strong. forced to be mentally strong because I didn't <laughs> have a choice, Jenny. I'm not. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay well, We with only it. ever
0: need to be when we're forced to be, I think. So that's okay. But yes. we yeah. can all do that. Yeah. I will laugh if I ever listen back to our previous episode. <laughs> oh, and it's talking about our hippie births that we're going to have. And now oh, look at para-bellum. us just celebrating that we were both pummeled with drugs. <laughs> We are the pro drugs podcast. I could not
1: speak more highly about a fully induced drug birth. That's
0: that's the way you want to go. And I I just (laughs) laid there, really, listening to music.
1: What's wrong with that? Fantastic. It was
0: fucking lovely. It really was.
1: And that, how good is that? Oh, dear.
0: No, but oh. you did amazing. You did so well. And I, you've got an amazing story. Oh, I love telling. I love chatting mm. birth. Like I say, birth stories. You do feel like it's like a war story. <laughs> yeah. And women can learn from what you've gone through because you had most parts of an induction. So you can say from experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, this oh. bit's all right. But this well, bit's look,
0: awesome.
1: I feel like for the sake of the podcast, we both through, went through all the births that we weren't planning for you. <laughs> if you do have a natural birth, like uh, natural, easy labor, whatever. Fantastic. But if you Let if us we, know you've got all the you've got all the options of the c-section the induction yeah the balloons
0: oh Oh, ban that bloody balloon oh and it it sounds like a celebration doesn't it when you said a balloon cafeteria i thought that sounds nice (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i thought jenny
1: also don't google because that tells lies as well oh it's like a smear test no it's not um so there we go so um that was my best story i hope it helps um I think this child, she's been good. I've just realised, I've just looked down, I've just been sat here with an entire breast out um, (laughs) for the last 45 minutes. That's now my life. So there's tradesmen next door. they probably see it. I hope that helps and and we'll be back and maybe we start discussing, you know, what it's actually like when they're here because
0: there's a lot going on there as well yeah that's that's our reality right now isn't it yeah so we've got a lot Those to talk are. about there Every day's different every day is different
1: um we'll post more on our instagram now we're back as well go and take a look um what we called again two new mums podcast <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing i don't even know what
0: day it is <laughs> you've done um, remarkable you've just discussed a, a very amazing birth story with your boob out with a baby yeah. feeding on probably no sleep congratulations Amy though she nailed it what a warrior I am